Hello, everyone, and welcome to this episode of Hendrix Murphy's podcast, Relit, where literature and language are always topical. We hope you enjoy. Okay, so today, as you might see from the description of our episode, we have with us Hope Coulter, who is uh, the director of the Hendrix Murphy Foundation and an assistant professor of English at Hendrix College. And we're going to talk a little bit about the poetry sidewalk that was just made, I suppose, on campus. Um, Yeah, so (laughs) I guess my first question for you would be, what is the poetry sidewalk? Since I don't know that a lot of people are actually aware of it yet. That is understandable. It's not a very common thing. So the poetry sidewalk at Hendrix is an installation in literally in the concrete sidewalks. It's in um, actually in two crossing sidewalks that go through the heart of the courtyard um, near the creative quad. And uh, it contains 43 poems uh, on the themes of nature, journey, and the arts. And they are inscribed in literally in the concrete um, just to be there for all time for people who are passing that way. Yeah, and I actually got the opportunity to see it finally. (laughs) It's been in progress for quite some time. Well, it seems like that at least. But yeah, it looks really nice. So I'm really excited for people to actually get to see it. Hopefully when we come back on campus, whenever that will be. Yeah, so I guess that leads me to the next question, which is how did the idea for the Poetry Sidewalk come to be? Well, I really have to credit former president, uh, Bill Sutsui. When the Creative Quad was was under construction, um, Bill had this vision for uh, the sidewalk as a means of connecting the Creative Quad to the rest of campus and sort of showing the importance of how the arts link to literature and language because the Murphy House, which houses the Hendrix Murphy Foundation that I direct, is right next door to the Creative Quad. So he thought that on these long sidewalks um, that link the Student Life and Technology Center really all the way across to the Murphy House, going through the Creative Quad, he thought, what better thing to do than to inscribe poems in that sidewalk and sort of bring it all together and and really have this literally a concrete manifestation of, of how important words are and and poetry especially is within the creative life and, and at the heart of the college. Right. Yeah, that is really a nice idea. I had no idea that uh, Bill Tatsui is the one who came up with it. And I was a part of the, I guess, proofing process. Um, I didn't even know that there was a theme <laughs> at first to the poems. I was just like, huh, these are these all seem related. And it turns out that was on purpose. Um, but yeah, I mean, I had, I had very little background knowledge on this, but it's a super cool project. Um, it, it really is. I, I had to say during that time when, when he was just um, sort of relating the idea to me, I had a meeting set on my calendar um, and it's it just like poetry sidewalk. And I thought going to work that morning, like, you know what? You got to love a job where, you, where you're going to work. And on your calendar, there's a meeting called poetry sidewalk. Mm-hmm. I just love that. I'm, I've loved poetry since I was a little kid. And, um, and of course, I'm an English professor. So I'm a, I'm a poetry geek in that regard, too. And I write poetry. So it means a lot to me. Um, and I will say that, that President Sasui 
former president Suzumi gave me free reign on, um, he handed me the idea and with complete trust, let me develop the themes and just sort of <laughs> nodded every time I told him uh, what direction I was taking the project. So it was great to have his support. And then, uh, then we had the Hendricks Murphy Foundation board support and their fiscal support for the project. And that continued after um, after Bill was no longer president, and we have President Arnold now, who's given his wholehearted support. So it's it's been a long but a really good process. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it definitely sounds that way. It's really good to hear that uh, you seemingly had free reign over everything, and that's really cool. <laughs> um, Something that I didn't get to see, or I'm not even sure when this occurred actually, is the process um, of submitting poems and then those that were actually chosen as the final selection. Um, What was that process like? Because I know that faculty and students, I think, were able to submit. That's what I've gathered, at least. Actually, no, um, not not largely. I chose the poems. Oh, okay. Responsibility for that, and and I hope. uh, you know, I hope I can defend my choice as well. There was some student input, uh, especially at the at the end, kind of um, looking over the whole and making additional suggestions. But um, basically, Bill, you know, had the idea. The idea was approved, and I was thinking about the themes. It seemed to me that for something that was going to be at the heart of a college campus. Um, I didn't want dark themes, even though those figure a lot in poetry. Mm-hmm. You know, there's great themes about, that are tragic in poetry, but I didn't really want those for somewhere where we're going to be passing all day <laughs> long. I wanted something upbeat without being fatuous. You know, upbeat is still meaningful. And um, so I thought of uh, the arts because the purpose of the sidewalk is to crisscross the creative quad. So that seemed like a logical theme. Then nature was a second one because. Uh, we have such a rich natural environment in Arkansas, and Hendrix is very involved with nature and mm-hmm. uh, science, and so I, I wanted to represent that in the poems. And then finally, I thought of Journey because uh, Hendrix students travel so much, at least in non-pandemic times, and <laughs> right. especially yeah with the Odyssey program. You know, we um, we have all the trips that are sponsored and are part of engaged learning through Odyssey. So I really thought those would be a, a wonderful cornerstone for the project to pick poems related to those. Um, I, I have loved anthologies my whole life, and um, and I've read, you know, poems in different stages of my life. But during this period where I was picking poems for the sidewalk, I skim read <laughs> lots and lots of poems through anthologies. And skim reading is not the way poetry should be read. I will, <laughs> right. I'll be the first to say that, but. But I had to sort of gallop through lots and lots uh, in order to make quick decisions about what might work for the sidewalk, what had the tone that I wanted, and then there were certain other parameters that I kind of developed as I went along. For instance, with the nature poems, I decided that I wanted um, natural imagery that fit Arkansas, that there were things we might actually see here. I didn't necessarily want poems about a tiger or, but, you know, a palm tree that's not native to Arkansas. I will say the one exception is the ocean is mentioned in, in a certain poem. But, but basically we've got poems that mention fireflies and mockingbirds and uh, crickets and, uh, you know, different things that we actually have around us in this environment. So, I, I, you know, I developed little rules for myself as I went along, and that made it 
challenging to fit poem to pick poems that would fit within those constraints. Yeah, that sounds um, like you put a lot of thought into it for sure. And I didn't even think about, and I keep saying that with this, but it's true. I didn't even think about the fact that any creatures mentioned in the poems were those that could be found locally. Um, <laughs> so that is really attention to detail for sure. Um, yeah. I could tell I could tell you some of the, the other um, parameters too. Um, of course, we wanted diversity, a diverse representation of poets. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, we have many cultures to draw from. Um, we had different languages I wanted to represent, especially the languages that, that are taught at Hendrix, I thought should be included in the sidewalk. Um, and with diversity and inclusion, I wasn't thinking only of different genders and different ethnic groups, although, um, I made a reach for that, but I also was even thinking of things like, oh, well, we need a poem that gives a nod to Hendrix's United Methodist roots. And mm -hmm. so there's a poem in the sidewalk by Charles Wesley, the great hymn writer of Methodism. Um, there are poems from the Hebrew Bible or, or verses from the Hebrew Bible. Um, there's a couple of wonderful lines from the Indian poet Tagore. I think that's how you say it. Um, it those just went in. I believe that was the last uh, block that was inscribed just yesterday. Oh, wow. And so, yeah, and that, that is a poem that I've, or, or a, a, an excerpt that I've really come to love over these months of working with it. I didn't know the poem before till I found it. It's called uh, The Gardener. It's an excerpt from a really, really long poem. And, and now it's one of my favorites. I was just looking at it today and thinking how much I like it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think that it's great that there was an effort made to be inclusive with the poetry and it, it just amazes me like how every poem seems to have so much thought put into it. Um, yeah, <laughs> again, I had no idea, so it's just cool to hear. But speaking of the poems being physically put into the sidewalk, I am curious about what the process was like for physically inscribing them in the concrete. <laughs> We were curious about that too when we had in my we had the intention to do this and then we thought okay how do we do it? Um, we even checked with the University of Arkansas because um, people from around here may be aware that um, on that campus every year the names of graduates are inscribed in sidewalks and we kind of thought hmm what's their process would they share their process would they share their equipment oh no that wasn't going to happen um, so we had to kind of figure out our own. About a year and a half ago, we even we did a test as we got this process in mind. And um, what it involved, we were working with Napoltz Construction Company, who who uh, was building the Creative Quad, and they subcontracted with a monument company out of Moralton, Arkansas, called McGee Monument. So the folks wow. who inscribe like gravestones, yeah, and. Um, they, I really loved it because here's these workers, you know, I picture these workers as, as uh, they were, they were all guys and they seem to be, you know, I'm, I'm judging thinking like, oh, probably they don't deal with poetry very much, right. you know, and this is really an unusual thing for them. And they're, they're coming over here to work on our poetry sidewalk. Um, and we were deep into the project uh, working with them. And, and I said something about how they were spending a long time, you know, I made a joke about you probably haven't spent so much time dealing with one poem since you were in high school or something. And one of the 
uh, one of the project leaders said, oh, actually, I was an English minor in college. <laughs> and so it wow. showed me, you know, you should never, never make assumptions about people. But so anyway, they would, once we gave them the, um, the text, they had to actually retype it, which was unfortunate. I had hoped that they could just copy and paste it into their program, but they had to retype it. So that was an area where, you know, potential errors could enter the process. Mm-hmm. Uh, retype it, and then they would make this giant stencil. Well, and we, w- we would proof it before the giant stencil got made. So there, was, there were actually sort of a lot of errors, usually just from the thing having to be retyped. And there were a lot of ticky things like accent marks and dashes and hyphens and line breaks to consider and indentations and all this stuff. But once we were satisfied with that, and I think that's where you were involved. You proved it at that stage. Yeah, um, I think so. Yeah. And, and then they would somehow make it on this big machine that turned it into a giant stencil with some adhesive backing, I believe. And um, they would lay that out on the sidewalk and um, the letters got peeled away, the characters got peeled away, and then they would sandblast through the openings in the stencil. So at this point, they're wearing goggles and coveralls, and there's dust flying everywhere. Um, I was I was walking around the work area one day this summer, and there was a lot of dust lying around. And I thought, oh, this is the dust of the words of poems. You know, this is the dust made of letters of poems that have come away from when they were removed in order to make the imprint on the sidewalk. That was kind of fun. Mm-hmm. It, there's still a lot of dust uh, over there, actually sifting around on top of the words it's kind of evocative yeah Uh, yeah so they i guess there's a sandblasting process and then um you know you know lift the stencil away and i can't remember if they then go back into the grooves of the letters to kind of um chisel them out a, a little bit more or not we had a couple of different options about whether to add pigment at that point but i believe we opted uh we ended up with a non pigment option but yeah, it was it was very interesting, and it turned out that they had one worker who really had the patience and sort of love for this process. And that that guy spent hours and hours this summer. He set up a little tent um, mm-hmm. to shield him from the sun, and he would just move his tent from sidewalk square to sidewalk square. Um, the other part of the process, though, that I hadn't mentioned was the actual layout, because we had to figure out how to orient the poems on the sidewalk. Mm-hmm. So Bobby Engler Young, who's sort of um, does a lot of different jobs on campus. Mostly he directs the media center, but he, he wears lots of hats. And um, Bobby really enjoyed working on this project. And he kind of helped figure out the spatial orientation of the poems, because we figured people don't walk in just one direction on a sidewalk. They go back and forth. And we didn't want all the poems to be facing one way. Mm-hmm. But neither did we want them to be real cookie cutter, like, you know, this way, that way, this way, that way. We wanted it to just be seemingly random Mm -hmm. Um, and some of them are even tilted a little bit so Bobby figured out all all of that and and he even thought of things like what you were what the viewer would be looking at like there's a poem about trees and Bobby thought oh well this poem when you read it you lift up your eyes and you're looking at trees you know he's thought of so many things to make it extra artful yeah, I mean, and I could definitely tell that when being shown um, the sidewalk myself and then you pointing out how every 
sort of group of poems on the different sidewalks is there based on the surroundings. Um, yeah, so for those of us, I guess, who haven't been able to be to come on campus yet or who might not be able to for a while, depending on how things go, how would you describe the layout, I guess? Like, I don't know if it would be possible to, like, give kind of a tour-ish with your voice, <laughs> but, yeah, but that that's question. something I'm thinking about. Yeah, I've been, I've been brooding over this project for a long time. Um, so if you started at the doors of the SLTC with your with your back to those double doors, the double doors where usually one of them is doesn't, doesn't open. <laughs> yes, where it's like, please don't open this one. <laughs> yes. Um, it just, you know, the, imagine that you've just come from the Odyssey offices and you've got some great Odyssey in mind. So we figured we would make this starting point um, the journey transect for the sidewalk. So that starts with as if you're starting out on the Odyssey. And um, the very first poem is a poem that I really love, a quote from a Kavafi poem, the Greek poet Kavafi. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are various English translations of this poem. Um, I needed one that we could have access to, that uh, legal access to, without paying expensive permissions. Because the poems themselves that we chose are all in the public domain, so that means that they can be freely used. But the translations were sometimes, um, um, you know, by somebody who was, whose work is still copyrighted and, and uh, right. had to, also, I, I had certain translations that I began began to realize that I preferred. So anyway, um, with this one, we had the stroke of luck that our very own Professor Rebecca Rosensky um, could translate this. She knows poetry really well, and she knows Greek, and so um, she did a translation of these lines. And so right there, as you start, it says, as you set forth for Ithaca, pray that the way be long, full of happening, full of learning. And I just love that poem, and, or that I love the whole poem. Those lines that open it say, really, what is a wish for any of us? That you're, you're going on this, you're setting forth on a journey. What we can all wish is that the way is long, because if it's short, it means that something bad happened. You know? <laughs> True. So you pray that the way be long, and it's um, full of happening, full of learning. And and that's then, then you continue down that transect, and you see different poems about aspects of travel. There's one about... Uh, traveling with someone by Walt Whitman, a camarado, camarado, I'll give you my hand. Mm -hmm. Um, We go out on the open road and there's one about uh, the pilgrim motif in travel. There's one about homesickness because homesickness is part of travel too. Um, And, and how you view your destination. Um, So as you, as you move down that transect, um, a little bit of nature imagery enters into some of the poems and then you get into the arts poems because by now you're getting closer to the creative quad Mm -hmm. and um the poems then continuing forward are all about different ones of the arts and some of them are about more than one art like music and painting in one poem i was really excited If, if i found music and painting in a single passage um, that was in the public domain. Um, oh, and, and I found one, it was even by a Chinese poet. So it was, you know, hitting lots of cylinders. Uh, mm-hmm. and I was so excited. Um, meanwhile, you would have crossed the, the angling sort of transect, um, a long sidewalk that contains most of the nature poem. 
that's the longest. And we had the most nature poems, and they range from little bitty haiku to uh, fairly long chunks of stanza by everybody from Willa Cather to William Cullen's Bryant, um, to, you know, just all kinds of different nature-related poems. Mm-hmm. So in a nutshell, that that's it. You actually go under the covered area in um, in the one part of the creative quad and you come out and, and there's four four poems on four facing sort of trapezoids and that's in, in in my mind that's kind of where the sidewalk ends yeah that does definitely add up with what i saw <laughs> um i think it's really cool how how they're arranged and how much thought was not only just like put into every poem individually but their physical arrangement on the sidewalk um i'm still just bewildered <laughs> i really <laughs> had no idea that it would be so detailed but it's so it's such a great thing and to see how many people were so actively involved and cared about it truly it really is nice to see um i suppose that my final question would be what do you hope and you probably have already, I guess, touched on it, but what do you hope that Hendrick students and community members, so pretty much anybody who comes on campus, um, gain from the sidewalk? Oh, that's a great question. I hope that they're, lots of things. I hope they're excited by words. I hope the lines of the poems mean something to them. Um, and I, I hope that they see that words and poetry are important to us at Hendrix, you know, that we value them and we cherish them and, and we want to make them a permanent part of our landscape and our lives. Um, but what I really picture is, is students going back and forth. You know, lately we've been talking about this. You might have been in some of these conversations, too, where because we're online right now and we're just learning as we sit in our little rooms and look at our screens, it makes us aware of how much we miss walking across campus Mm -hmm. because those little walks between classes I think are a really important part of college life because your your mind can kind of relax from being in class and and your body's feeling refreshed by being able to move around and you see the trees and Hendricks has such a beautiful campus Um, and you see friends you know kind of see people passing by and I love thinking of how these words and these poetry lines are going to be part of that like people Every day when they, you know, go from a certain class to the SLTC, they might pass over the same poem in, in different weathers and different different times of the day, different lights, and they're gonna they're gonna think about it differently. And maybe you know, by the time they graduate, they'll understand that poem or they'll have a different appreciation for it than they did when they first saw it as a first year student. And I just I love thinking about things like that. I mean, poetry has been that way in, in my own life. It's, it's amazing how much it continues to give back to you if you read it over and over. And I mean, you're a poetry fan. You, you probably felt that. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. And I totally agree with what you're saying. It is really nice and interesting to think about how people in the future, I guess, future students, future faculty members will look at the sidewalk. Many people haven't even seen it yet. But you know, soon enough, it'll become just another part of the campus that everyone's familiar with but with so much put into it. And yeah, I just, I'm really glad that it 
was made and physically <laughs> inscribed into the sidewalk on our campus. I walk the sidewalks all the time. I mean, everybody does, but especially where my dorm was situated, I would go back and forth, like to and from the SLTC, and that walk becomes really like kind of boring, <laughs> like after a time. And so it's no nice. <laughs> yes, no longer. It's nice to be able to have some literature literally just sitting right on the ground. <laughs> yeah. So you know. One other thing on that on that note, um, Danielle, is that I'm excited not just for sort of the everyday passing to and fro, but for students to do projects with these poems, maybe mm -hmm. chalking, you know, we've done poetry on the plaza, uh, Dr. Rosinski and I have done that every April in Poetry Month. Well, maybe, maybe that'll move, I don't know, we haven't talked about it exactly, but maybe students will chalk responses, their own poems, in annotation to these or responding to, or I feel like students could do readings of more contemporary poems in the space of the poetry sidewalk, since the poetry sidewalk ones are necessarily older, all pre-1924, mm -hmm. and it'd be neat to have an overlay of some current ones, or, you know, there, I've even seen like light, um, light installations where letters are, are formed with lights that could you know, uh, move along the sidewalk. I mean, there's all kinds of creative things. The Hendrick students are so creative that I'm sure they'll, they'll come up with ways I couldn't even dream of to use the sidewalk. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Hendrick students are definitely creative, so it would not surprise <laughs> me. Um, but yeah, I'm super excited to see how everyone reacts to this. And I'm sure a lot of people don't even know about it, so hopefully this will bring it to their attention, and then when everyone comes back on campus, it'll be something that everyone just kind of falls in love with. But um, I think we wanted to end by reading The Gift of Sing by James Weldon Johnson. Yeah. Um, so would you want to read that, or do you want me to? Either way. I'd love to hear it in your voice, yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, so The Gift of Sing, the last stanza, I believe, is the one that's engraved or inscribed, whichever you choose, <laughs> on the poetry sidewalk. And personally, just aside from, I guess, its relevance, like every day, I just like it a lot. I think it's a really nice poem. And whenever I was looking over the poems that were going to be inscribed, that was one that definitely stood out to me. So that's why I suggested <laughs> this to be read, among other things. But yeah, so... This is The Gift to Sing by James Weldon Johnson. Sometimes the mist overhangs my path, and blackening clouds about me cling. But oh, I have a magic way to turn the gloom to cheerful day, I softly sing. And if the way grows darker still, shadowed by sorrow's somber wing, with glad defiance in my throat, I pierce the darkness with a note, and sing and sing. I brood not over the broken past, nor dread whatever time may bring. No nights are dark, no days are long, while in my heart there swells a song, and I can sing. <laughs> Thank you. Beautifully read. I do, just making a little comment actually on this poem that I just noticed, you think it's going to end like in the fourth line of every stanza because that's usually the format but it just keeps going and i really like that about the poem that it just goes and then ends with i softly sing and sing and sing and i can sing just such a beautiful poem to me um, it's nice that's a nice that's a nice observation it's like a little tale there that um uh that fifth line of every stanza 
Exactly. But yeah, that is, I believe, it for this episode. So thank you so much, everyone who has been listening so far and is listening to this episode. And there will definitely be, hopefully, (laughs) at least like two more with me hosting. And the future of this podcast is looking good anyway. There, There will be plenty more episodes to come. Um, even if I'm not the host. So yeah, we'll be building up our audience and hopefully you guys stick around. <laughs> so thank you again. Thanks for covering the poetry sidewalk. And I look, I also look forward to people seeing it in person when we're back on campus and uh, there will be a web page with notes that Hendrix students have written about the poems that'll be going up this fall. Um, so really, really excited to see where this project goes. And thank you so much for giving us some publicity. Of course. Yes, I'm super excited too. Thanks for listening to another episode of Relit. Join us next time for yet another dive into the world of literature and language.